You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. If there's anyone who truly symbolizes the saying, practice makes perfect, it is our very special guest today. She has been called the P.T. Barnum of Cats, a true meows art. Many of you, I guess, like 17 million and counting, have been captivated by her piano playing on YouTube. She has proven that she is not a fluke or a fake, but the real deal by performing the piano live on the NBC, the Today Show, and more. Yes, our special guest today is Nora, the world-famous piano playing tabby, and of course, her proud pet parents, Betsy Alexander and Brunel Yao. Welcome, all of you, to the Obehave Show. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. We're happy to and, be here. Well, we're glad that you're both here and that, Nora, I heard a little bit of tickling of the ivory. So is Nora at the piano bench with you as we speak? That's- <laughs> that was her. Yes, she's sitting She's sitting on the bench. She has her little paws on the keys, and she's looking at me very expectantly, waiting for me to applaud and tell her how wonderful she is. And I think she knows that we're doing an interview, so that all that little playing you heard in the background is her. All right. Well, anytime she wants to chime in, pardon me, <laughs> she's more than welcome. I wish you could see it. We just, in fact, uh, just the day before yesterday, our doorbell rang, and it was somebody coming here to see Nora. A friend uh, in the neighborhood brought friends of theirs over, and boy, did she perform for them. She gave them quite a concert. They were delighted. Well, that's great. I know Nora is a bit shy, and she happily lets you and Bernard Bernal speak on her behalf. But you know what? If we're lucky, and I'm going for that luck, she may play an interlude or two during our show. So everyone, <laughs> just sit and stay. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Time for a pause. Four furry ones, actually. Sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. 
Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I love music, all types of music, from classical to jazz and, yes, even some show tunes. I embrace all types of musicians from the past and the present, but today we spotlight a very special gifted musician, a gray tabby named Nora. Listen to her. She's going to town. <laughs> Nora is drawn to piano keys like ordinary cats are to organic catnip. Fortunately, she shares a home with Betsy Alexander and Brunel Yao, and not one, but two grand pianos. I guess twice is nice, right, Betsy? Oh, yes. It's very good uh, for a teaching, very effective if you have two pianos side by side. We know that uh, Brunel's a little bit shy, but Brunel, before you head off to your man cave with uh, your art thing, anything you want to say on behalf of this cool cat you have in your home? Well, she's pretty amazing. I'm surprised, uh, like you said, I am downstairs, and she's upstairs, but she is playing. <laughs> and that's, uh, you know, of course, we could fake it on the radio, I guess, but we're not. <laughs> no, you've already been put to the test by, in live TV, so we that's know that true. this is the real deal. That's true. All right. She's a studio musician. As long as people come to her, I think she's happy to play in her own environment, on her own instrument, but she doesn't like to play elsewhere, we've discovered. Well, let's get right into it, and any time she wants to uh, start hitting the keyboard, you just tell me to hush up, and I, I want to <laughs> listen to her. Put that phone oh, well. near her. <laughs> she kind of plays in little bits and pieces, you know, so you'll probably hear her throughout. Um, Are you playing the piano? Sometimes she goes, wow, like that if I ask her if she's going to play. Sometimes she talks and responds, and she's so cute. You're so cute. She's turning like her. a Mack truck, huh? <laughs> yeah. Now, the only time she really does purr really loud is when she's at the piano. That's when she mostly... There you go. I don't know if you could hear that. Yep. Put that phone near those keyboards. I'm standing over here. <laughs> I'm here so I can be ready when she starts doing her little thing. Like, she'll play like little things, and then she stops for a while, and then she'll play a little thing, and then she stops. Now, if a student were here playing on the other piano, um, when she, she does... Her favorite thing to do... <laughs> to play in an extended way is when there's somebody playing on the other piano, usually a student, and it's a piece she likes, like Ode to Joy or Bach's Minuet or something like that. And, and in that case, she'll play the whole time through the whole piece of music. And, wow. and then when the music ends, she stops playing. It's so amazing. So that's when you really hear her in an extended way. Like a lot of great Americans, uh, Nora had a humble beginning. She was yes, rescued she from, what, an animal shelter in Cherry That's Hill, New Jersey? 
Oh my goodness, you're she's really <laughs> good girl, Nora. <laughs> good girl. She's playing up a storm. You're very lucky. She knows that I used to be a, a glockenspielist in my past, so maybe she's <laughs> having pity on me or something. Um, but yeah. uh, but no, tell she, us a little bit about why you picked her from the shelter. What was it? What drew you to that particular kitten? Well, you know, it's very strange. Um, I look at kittens in shelters wherever I go. I mean, if we're walking down the street past the Morris Animal Refuge and the cats are in the window, I'm looking at them. If we're walking up 20th Street and the cats are in the window at that shelter, I'm looking at them. We have a vet around the block from us who puts little stray cats in the window. I'm looking at them. If there's a cat... <laughs> I'm looking at them. I'm thinking, oh, they're so cute. But um, I'm pretty able to say, <laughs> I'm pretty able to say no because you know having uh, five cats in your house or so—that's a lot of cats to take care of. And you know, I don't want to become to the point where I have a hundred cats. Although I probably really would enjoy that. I do really love them so much, but it's not good for them. So we were we were in the pet store over at PetSmart in New Jersey. And we were buying food, and all the pet smarts have um, animal shelters in them. So there's, we, whenever we go to get food, we always go look at who's in the animal shelter. And it's unusual that we were in New Jersey. We're on the way to my mother's. It's not normally where we would go over there. And I went over, and they had a bunch of kittens, and they were cleaning the cages. And the kittens were out playing. And the actual shelter's name that was there at that time was Forever Friends, a local shelter based in Lindenwald. New Jersey and I just all these adorable cats and kittens and they were playing with all their toys and then I saw Nora and she was playing uh, with a little toy <laughs> off in the corner and I just had this feeling of instant love and connection and I just felt like I had to have that cat. And I went to Burnell, who was over by the food, and I said, honey, there's a kitten here that we have to bring home. And he said, are you crazy? We have five cats. We don't need another cat. And I'm like, I, I can't help it. I have to have this cat. And he said, we really, it's too many. And I'm like, I can't leave here without this cat. And I went in, and I held her in my arms, and she was like, like a baby and she reached her little pop and she was playing with my braid and I just felt this connection with her. She looked me right in the eye and so we put the adoption papers in and then they we had to wait like three days while they called our vet and they called our friends and checked our references and when I went back to pick up Nora, she was in her cage. And you know how they put index cards on the cages at shelters of cats? And they'll say, like, this cat can get along with dogs, or this cat has to be with another cat, or this cat can't be with another cat, or this cat's easygoing, or this cat is shy, you know. And they try to tell you little stories to make you want to adopt the cat. All yes. her card had on it in capital letters was one word, bossy. <laughs> and I've never seen anything like this, and haven't since. And I said to the shelter person, I said, uh, excuse me, what's the story with this card on her cage? And she said, oh, well, you know, she was here with her siblings, and she couldn't be in the cage with her brothers and sisters because she was attacking them and biting them, and, and we had to put her in a cage by herself, and she doesn't get along with anybody. And I thought, oh, my God. And I said, well, I'm bringing her home to a house of five grown cats, they'll show her who's boss. But it didn't work that way at all. From the day she came in this uh, house for about six months, we had screaming, hissing, fighting. She was just not going to back down. 
And even to this day, she pretty much keeps to herself. She's pretty much a loner. And Gabby, our other little gray cat, really didn't like Nora and used to fly across the room and take mouthfuls of fur out of her. And if Max walks walks by, like right now on the piano, if Max would walk by, she might scream. She hates Max. Yeah, and, um, you know, but what's really interesting, we have two new kittens right now that I got maybe a month or two ago. Nora could care less about them. She really just, like, has no reaction to them at all. But, like, they're upstairs. You don't really see them during the day. Unlike Nora, who, from the day I brought her home, she was here in the music studio, on the piano, on the students' piano benches, climbing in the book bags of the students, under the piano, whenever. She just was very confident, even though she's this teeny little kitten. She, if I was down here teaching and there were students here, she was here in this room at all times. None of the other cats have behaved this way. She's a temperamental artist, though, a little bit, isn't she? That's probably why she's so successful. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, well, she is temperamental. I have to warn the little... I I teach some very young children, uh, actually three years old and two years old. It's a a method called Suzuki. And those little children will come in and they'll see Nora on the the keys and sitting there on the bench, and they'll want to come over and pet her. And I have to warn them because she's nippy. I mean, oh, there she goes. I mean, just now, I played a few notes next to her and she nipped at me. You know, um, she doesn't... She doesn't really like to be petted. She doesn't like to be held. She doesn't like other people to play on her piano. She's very possessive of her piano. And, I mean, she wouldn't hurt you. It's the kind of nip that says, leave me alone. You know, it's right. like a gentle nip. It's not like a real bite. But, you know, if you're a three- or four-year-old, that could be pretty frightening. And I don't want to be responsible for a child being afraid of cats for the rest of their lives, you know. And the sad thing is she is actually the softest, most plush of all of our cats. Like, her <laughs> fur feels like chinchilla. Like, you just would want to be petting her all the time if you could, because she's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's the irony. That's the it irony, right? It is the great right? irony. It is the great irony. If she's, if she's sleepy, like, if she's sleeping, she usually sleeps on her back with her paws in the air, and she looks sort of like a little seal, because she's, like, sort of bowling ball shaped. And... She, if, if she's sleepy and she's laying there like that, she will let you pet her belly. And, okay. uh, and that to me is surprising because I would think a cat would be, you know, a little more protective of having their belly petted, you know, particularly a cat like her. But she does like to have her belly petted. Well, it's nice to see that even though she's a cat, she's as flawed as most of us two-leggers are as humans. So it's good <laughs> to know she's not a perfect feline, but she's doggone close. I mean... Talk about some of the awards that this little tabby has captured just in the recent years. Well, um, the um, North Shore Animal League gave her an award, um, a Dog Academy Award <laughs> for oh, her video. And she also received a award from the ASPCA this year. Just a few weeks ago, she received the Cat of the Year Award. And we were very excited because it's an award that people, you know, they, they just have people write in and nominate. We didn't, animals, so we didn't know anything about it. And then they take votes and they have hundreds of nominees and we had no idea. And what they were very excited because she's sort of their first cat artist to receive oh, an award. You know, that's pretty I, cool. 
Yeah, I think what I love about Laura the most, I mean, aside from the fact that she's a musician like me and that she's temperamental and interesting and very beautiful, what I really love about her is she's clearly really intelligent. And this is not just like a little cat toy for her. She's oftentimes, Brunel and I were just making her new updated DVD that's going to include Cat Cherno on it. And in order to make that DVD, we had to watch all her YouTube videos over and over and over while we were perfecting the DVD. And what we both noticed is she frequently plays in the key center where the student is playing. And if the student stops playing, she stops playing. And she plays fortissimo, and she plays pianissimo, and she plays oftentimes in kind of the rhythm of the song that she's playing with. And she has an area of the key that she prefers, like an area of the keyboard, the upper register. And it's, it's very evident that she is just really into this for the sound and for us, the best thing is when she plays when we're not in the room. I mean, sometimes we're like downstairs in the art studio, and it sounds like there's a jazz pianist upstairs. Would that be a cool cat, jazz? Yeah, a cool cat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's not getting any, I mean, you know, certainly she gets reinforcement from us in that we praise her and we applaud and, you know, people, she seems to love it when you applaud. Now, I think that's really unusual. What's that about? She seems to really bask in applause. I mean, I don't know if she's reincarnated or what the story is with her, but I mean, this year for the first time, I let her come out while I was having student recitals. And I did seven different recitals, and at five of them, at the end of when the children were done and I got up to speak, she got on the bench and played for everybody. Encore, encore. Yeah, it was pretty, and of course they were delighted, people were delighted. I don't have a lot of control over this. I mean, there are times, like sometimes uh, we had a, a child who was seven years old, big Nora fan, come here to see her. She would not play for this child. Nothing I could do could convince her to play for this child. I put her on the piano bench, she hopped down. I put her on the piano bench, she laid down. She would not even just put her paws up there for a picture. And one time we had a camera crew come from Japan, and she would not play for them. But well, I feel time, quite honored that she's playing for us and oh, everyone. Sh- I mean, this is, she's really into it right now. And, you know, um, she definitely has people that she likes. And if she likes the person, she'll, she'll play a lot, actually. We just had um, a reporter here from the Philadelphia Daily News. And the whole time they were interviewing us, she was playing, uh, playing the entire time. And they were just beside themselves. Stephanie Farr. She was just so thrilled. So Well, that's great. And we're speaking with Betsy Alexander. She is the proud pet parent of the famous Nora, the piano-playing cat. It's very easy to find out. If you haven't heard about Nora, you must be living in a man cave because you need to just go to YouTube and hit Nora the Piano Cat as the key words. And trust me, folks, she has had more than 17 million hits. You can also go to Raven's wingstudio.com and you'll learn more about Betsy Alexander and her partner Brunel Yao and even the things that Nora is up to. I mean, I'm looking at some of the things that she's up to and we're going to talk more about this with Betsy Alexander right after we take this quick commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash. Right after these messages. Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. What do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's 
Twitter page. That's all right. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. <gasps> on your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Aquariums and pondkeeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Rachel Ray, and you're listening to OB Hayes with Arden Moore on PetLife Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am so jazzed that we have Nora in the house, the <laughs> piano playing cat, and uh, Betsy, her <laughs> able-bodied, two-legged interpreter. Let's talk a little bit about your music background and, and Bernal, if we could, before we unleash a few more of the accolades that Nora has grabbed in her young five years. But, I mean, she's lucky to have, uh, I think music is a very, very important thing for all of us, even if you can't sing. I don't know. Music, to me, is very therapeutic. Well, it's also very good for your brain, Arden. There have been many studies done that musicians, pianists in particular, have more gray matter in their brains, more information processing cells, and that's because you're, you're actually making your brain be, control your hands in a way, like an ambidextrous way, so you're using your both hands in a way that you just never normally would. So you're, it's a really great thing uh, for not only for children to make them smarter and brighter in so many ways, but even uh, adults 
adults who are trying to protect their brains. Um, later in life, you know, they're doing, everybody's doing crossword puzzles and math puzzles and brain gymnastics. Well, piano is an excellent brain gymnastic. And so it's really, you can learn it at any age, really. And we have, I have so many students coming here of all different ages and I, I think that it also gives you a way when you're like to express your emotions. It's also very meditative. There's some people that just can't meditate, like they just can't stop their mind from thinking. But when right. you're learning an instrument and you're playing, you can't think about anything else. So some of my adult students will say to me, this is my meditation, you know, this is my relaxation because I can't think about my business when I'm doing this. Well, I think Nora is a great example that we do need to uh, spend a little bit more time living in the in the me now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I get great emails from all over the world. I mean, from Finland, from Bosnia, from South America, you name it. You, you name a country, we've heard from them. And we've got emails from piano teachers in Japan that tell us that Nora has excellent technique, that she has the Suzuki technique because she's gently releasing the keys. I get emails from uh, teachers that tell me that Nora's clearly practicing more than the students. And it is true. She practices every day. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, Vernell and I, when she first started playing the piano, we thought, you know, is this a one-time thing? Is she just going to do it today and never do it again? And then she started, she's been playing pretty much every day, unless she's mad at me. If I go away on a vacation and I come back, she usually won't play for a few days because she's, <laughs> like, angry that I haven't been here. But she's pretty consistent, and I keep thinking, is, you know, is this going to be something that she's going to get tired of? But it just doesn't seem to be going like that at all. If anything, her playing has, I think, gotten more complex. She's standing up to walk on her paws further down the keys. She's definitely, she used to roll her head on the keys. I used to think she was marking them, but it's clear that she's using that as a little tool to play little groups of notes in addition to her paws. I mean, think, it would be pretty frustrating if you were, really were reincarnated as a cat and you were a composer or something to only have two paws and not ten fingers. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, you have no thumbs. That's the bite, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but she does have, uh, she has two back legs. I mean, some, you know, other than, you know, Liberace or whatever. Oh, but she uh, never walks on the keys. Now, see, Gabby, the little gray cat that doesn't like Nora, walks across the keys. And oh. A lot of people have cats that walk on the keys. That's very common to have a cat that will walk across the keys. But Nora will ne never deigns to put her back legs on the keys. That would just be too crude for her. You know, <laughs> they're they're neat for the litter box uh, pawing. You know. <laughs> well, all right, we've got the cat of the year, and that's where I met you at the Pierre Hotel in New York City. Yes, yes. So it's great to meet you and Burnell. And I was so impressed that we actually found a piano there. You know, when we were doing the yeah. little YouTube video, you actually have uh, something from the piano man himself, Billy Joel. So let's talk about oh, yes. that. Yes. One morning, our doorbell rang, and I went downstairs, and it was FedEx, and they were delivering a, you know, first thing in the morning FedEx package. And I said to Brunel, did you order something? And he said, no. And I said, well, neither did I. I wonder what this is. And I opened it up, and there was a Billy Joel piano book, and there was some Billy Joel a CD in there, and then a letter from his assistant saying that Billy Joel was a really big fan of Nora's. And then there was a, a photograph of Billy Joel, and he had signed it to the piano cat from the piano man. And uh, needless to say, Nora was very delighted <laughs> to, to receive this. And, well, that's uh, pretty good. Now, and also, uh, what's up with uh, Martha Stewart? I've actually hosted her pet show once in a while when uh, the ordinary regular host is not available. 
And she seems, you know, as we all know, very big into pets, but uh, she kind of outdid herself with Nora, didn't she? Yes, she she interviewed us uh, on her show. And then after a few weeks later, after being on that show, we get a marble bust of Bach in the mail addressed to Nora. So Nora keeps her little bust of Bach near the piano. Um, and interestingly enough, Bach does appear to be Nora's favorite composer. For a really? while, I thought it was just a minuet in G, but... Truly, if she hears somebody playing a Bach prelude or somebody playing a Bach invention, very often if she's upstairs napping and one of the students is working on Bach, she rouses herself from her nap and comes down here and starts playing along with the student. And I I would say she does that more with Bach than anybody else. Is there any uh, composer she just doesn't seem to enjoy? You know, uh, not that I am aware of. She was, you know, it is interesting, though. She likes to, when she was a kitten, she used to dance in circles with her reflection on the top of the piano, and she would get so dizzy, she would, like, fall off. It was adorable. (laughs) She did it all the time. The students absolutely loved it. As an adult, she does it less. She still does it once in a while, and I managed to catch her doing that, and it's in the middle of that video, Whose Piano Is It Anyway? You can see her dancing. And one of of the students was playing um, a piece in the Suzuki book, and Nora was just dancing her head off. She was just we were laughing and Nora was dancing and then the student got inspired and started making up something different and Nora just you can hear it the students changes the song starts making up her own thing and Nora just lays right down she's like done and wow. I think that she didn't like that the music changed I think she was dancing because she liked the piece she was listening to and I think it, she stopped because the music changed well I was happy that you gave me a couple copies of a booklet you did it's called Nora the Piano Cat's Guide to becoming a good musician or how to get good at anything hard. And I, I love it. We are going to give away one of these books to one of our listeners. And on my e-newsletter, I have Arden Moore Knows Pets. We're going to do that as well. We're doing everything we can to just make Nora even more famous, if that's okay with you. That's fine with us. I mean, Nora has a way of reaching people of all ages, and we get emails. We got an email from someone, her um, father's in a nursing home, and he's on dialysis, and he's very depressed, and nothing is making him smile, and they brought Nora's YouTube video in. I guess they brought their computer in, and they showed it to him, and he smiled for the first time in months. We get emails from children telling us they're going to start taking piano because they've seen Nora playing, and I really think Nora sends a message to the world at large that animals are, there's more to any animal really than meets the eye and that we need to really treat animals with more respect, I think. Yeah, I know there's another special cat we've had on our show named Henry is a three-legged cat who I'm connecting you guys through cyberspace to meet uh, (laughs) um, because Henry has three paws but says you've got to play the paw you're dealt and reaches out and is helping people who may have, you know, some kind of a physical drawback, if you will, or kids whose moms and dads are serving in Iraq and Afghanistan and they come home with the war injuries and through the messages of Henry, they're reaching out to help kids understand. So I think that there is, even though Nora is not real big on other cats, they don't even have to meet. I think that <laughs> yeah, they could find forces. Henry. Yeah, I, I, Henry's and, a nice cat. Yeah, and you know, who knows how many other piano-playing cats are out there in shelters and not ever getting adopted and never seeing the light of day, you know? Who knows how many wonderful, special animals never get the chance to express themselves and their special abilities because nobody came to adopt them. It's so sad. 
is truly very sad. I think and that's a very important point you touched on is that, you know, we really need to recognize either in, in people as well as in our pets that, you know what, they may just surprise us. I have a, a little 12-pound dog that I rescued from the streets and she's now surfing. I had no idea that she had this on a board. But Cleo is like, rock on, hang 20, here I go. And I'm just, wow. when I look at her now, I look at her totally different. I'm like, gnarly, girl. I don't know what to say to her. She's like riding the waves. Well, I mean, yeah. And, and how many other animals are, how many other surfing dogs or cats are out there, piano playing cats? Who knows? You know, and I think that I feel very lucky to have Nora and all of her siblings in our lives. You know, they bring us comfort when we're feeling depressed or we're feeling sad or, you know, there's nothing like a warm, purring kitty on your lap. Really, there's nothing quite like it. Not that Nora will ever be a warm, burning kitty on my lap. (laughs) Her brothers and sisters have to do that. You you may be surprised because sometimes cats, when they get a little bit older, they become a little more cuddly. I had a cat named Callie that was a calico that uh, was very much like Nora in the fact that, please let me sit next to you. Please don't let me be on your lap. But as she got older, (laughs) she was like a lap lounger. So, you know, you never know. So don't don't give up. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. And I mean, like, one of the things we're dealing with with Nora, um, she does love to eat. And she is uh, she has gained a little bit of weight here. We now put them on light food, and we're we're mm-hmm. only putting the food out for very short amounts of time. None of the none of our other cats have a weight problem, but Nora really, I mean, she just chows it down. Like, you know, she eats really fast when you open the food. And so I, I do I worry have a about suggestion that. for you. You can get one of these uh, treat balls they do for cats. Or yeah. And if you use the kibble, just portion out what it is for Nora, because Nora's an adventure feline, and <laughs> make her kind of hunt for her kibble, and it slows down her eating process, and if you feed her like two or three times a day rather than once a day, that also, the act of eating also has an impact on the metabolism, and I only say this because I'm editor of Catnip through Tufts University, and great people like Dr. Nicholas Dodman and others kind of give me all the guidance I need, but... A cat like Nora, sometimes people think that light food, oh, yeah, no problem. Well, guess what? It's just like us with our little 100-calorie snacks. Right, you eat more of them. She likes more of them or fast, and, and it's yeah. still gaining weight. So all it is is a matter of eating less and moving more. It's just, I hate to say it, there's no magic pill. But <laughs> Just like for us, just like for us. Well, I right. think, you know, your idea of having her hunt for her food, I think I would like to try that with her because... I think that would get her moving a little bit, so maybe we'll try that. Yeah, and use the stairs, the- use the piano. I mean, those are things she really loves. Put it into places, so make it a game. And that brings out the predator in her in a good way. So she's actually hunting for her food. And, you know, who knows? She she may show another talent you don't even know and get another 17 million hits on YouTube. <laughs> well, her her really other big talent is playing with her yellow feather. And, you know, I don't know, Arden, maybe you know about what cats she loves loves this yellow feather toy and I went and bought one. She sort of ate all the feathers so I went and bought one that had a brown feather on it because there wasn't a yellow feather at the store and she won't play with the brown feather. Well try another one but she's already got her cat spit on the old one and Uh, and that's like blanket for Linus. So that uh, she's cats are all about scent and they're really big on mine, 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 mine. 
So sometimes they're, you know, you you buy an expensive cat toy, right? And they're playing with the packaging. I have a cat that will <laughs> like look at the toy and say, "Really? Can you want that piece of newspaper and throw it down the hallway for me again because I'd really prefer that." So it's a fickle thing with our felines, but what is it with these cat toys that <laughs> that they make that you know you bring them home and, you, and the kitty goes to play with it? And then Brunel brought a toy home the other day for our kitten, and it had little tiny sewn-on eyes and little tiny sequins on it, and it said, you know, the, have your cat be careful, don't let. And I said, what is this cat toy you brought here? This doesn't seem like it's safe for the cat. I don't think cats should be playing with this. And no, they should. And they're going to decimate this toy. You know? What's that about? Why are cat um, toys like that even sold? Because those people have pea brains and uh, are very greedy, I guess. I mean, we every month in Catnip Newsletter, we actually do product reviews because we don't have any ads. And we're always reminding people, look, please, just think of your cats like you would It'd be as protective as you are with a toddler. And there are actually those toy mice out there. They're called three blind mice or something. They don't have eyes or little things. And the cats get to bat them around, but they don't have to worry about little pieces. So it's a shame that those, some of those things still go out there. But, you know, look, at that's how the economy is. Sometimes there's no real control. But yeah. I'm glad you're being a little smart on what kinds of toys to give Nora and the rest of your feline bunch. Oh, and I would like to point out that people ask us, did we put catnip on the keys? Arden, okay. nobody should ever put catnip on the keys of their piano. That will be very not good for their piano, very not good for the inside part of the key mechanism. Pianos have thousands of moving parts. They are highly tuned machines. You never want to do something like that. Uh, I have people email us and ask us, how did I teach Nora to play? Can I teach their cat to play? And I, I really want people to know, if I could teach a cat to play piano, all I have seven cats right now. All seven of them would be playing. Because wouldn't that be a fun YouTube video? Oh, oh that'd be awesome. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I obviously, if there was a magic way for me to teach a cat to play, I would do it. I mean, I did not teach this to Nora. She, she was about a year old and just started on her own playing one day. And I mean, I, literally, she learned by observing. It's, it's really remarkable. Well, that is one of the learning techniques that cats and dogs do, if you know that they, you know, it's kind of kitty see, kitty do. Well, yeah, I think that's where copycat came from, the whole idea there you of go. phrase of copycat, right? Yeah, so, that's and, right. I, and I do, people have asked me, you know, like, why do I think Nora started playing and everything? And I mean, I just think there's this very close bond, and I think that she actually saw the attention that I was giving the students, and she wanted that attention. Because when I'm teaching, I'm very focused, I'm very intent, you know, it's like there's nothing else existing, it's just me and the student. And I think she wanted that kind of focus from me. You know, that's a very good point. It explains why when you're reading a newspaper or you're staring at the computer screen, that's when our cats will come right in front of us or jump on the newspaper because we are intensely focusing on something and we're not really moving. And the cat's like, really? I'm over here and I'm really cool. Come over here. Stop looking at that monitor. Stop reading the newspaper. I am so much more impressive. Come on, check me out. I think that's probably what was going through Nora's brain. It is so true that they do come when you're, I mean, one morning I was working on a piece and I was, uh, I was composing and I was very focused on what I was doing and my other cat, Gabby, was just nudging me. She was like jumping on my lap and rubbing up against me and I was trying so hard to concentrate and I kept saying, no, Gabby, no, Gabby, no, Gabby. She wouldn't leave me alone. I picked her up and I put her down and I said, enough, and she went upstairs and peed on my computer chair. <laughs> because I, you know, <laughs> take that, Brunel said, get, 
<laughs> yeah, Brunel said, Gabby just did the strangest thing. He yelled down. She came up on your computer chair. She waited till I was looking at her, and while I was looking at her, she peed all over it. I said, I know why she did that. <laughs> no, well, I never does on. anything like that. Our cats can't send us emails or give us the paw, if you will, so they express themselves, and I use the word express very literally. (laughs) Very literally, very literally. I want to wrap this up at this time and and make sure everybody knows that I am speaking with Betsy Alexander, and of course, at her side is Nora, the piano-playing cat. You can go to ravenswingstudio.com and learn more about Betsy Alexander and her partner, Brunel Yao, and, of course, the awesome Nora, the piano-playing cat. But, hey, you want to listen to Nora? Easy. Just go to YouTube and just hit the key phrase, Nora, the piano cat. Is that right? That's right, Nora, piano cat, and all of her videos will, will come up. I think she has about uh, maybe seven or so videos up there. There's and how can they get more information? You got a CD and some other. You have that little booklet, Nora the Piano Cat's Guide to Becoming a Good Musician. Yes, and there's a there's a, a book out called Nora My Story that you can get it on Amazon. It's a, a story about how uh, it's written really for toddlers of all ages, and it's Nora telling her story about how she decided to play the piano. And there is also a DVD which contains all of her videos, and, and it, the new one is coming out with Cat Sherdo. And she has an amazing calendar uh, that was published by Avalanche Publishing, and it's also on Amazon or calendars.com. And it has this little sound chip on it, and you press where her paw is, and you can hear her playing. And there are beautiful photos uh, of her, very large photos and little sayings from her book about how you really need to be positive in your life, and you can do anything that you set your mind to. Oh my gosh, that is so great, Betsy. I am just jazzed that you came on the show. Is Nora still by you? or? Uh, she hopped down from the piano. I think she's taking a little break. She's actually under the piano rubbing up against the sculpture we have of a turkey that she okay. loves very much. <laughs> she knows Thanksgiving's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's our show for today. I want to thank our very special guest, Betsy Alexander, Bernal Yao, and of course, Miss Meowzard herself, Nora, the world-famous piano-playing cat. Uh, big pause up to my cool producer, Mark Winter. He keeps me in line each and every week. I invite all of you listeners to check out the amazing lineups of pet shows we offer on PetLifeRadio.com. And I also have a very awesome free monthly e-newsletter. It's called Arden Moore Knows Pets. And each month we give away great things like stays at pet-friendly hotels, lots of food and treats and prizes. We're going to be giving away Nora, the Piano Cat's Guide to Becoming a Good Musician, in the next one and Profile Nora. So just to sign up, it's easy. Just send an email to Arden at ArdenMoore.com. And uh, if you're into social networking, we can be pals on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for me, Arden Moore. Thank you, Mom, for giving me a weird first name. All right, until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand. 
This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> 